the new in the middle and the pain is under to add it over welcome to that four feminist and i'll be taking you into the world of feminism what it feels like being a woman in a man's world yeah you heard me right is it a man's world well you'll find out and i'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell her when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfa. Thank you for joining me on the podcast this weekend, the 27th of September 2020. We are gradually winding up the year, right? Isn't it? The Christmas is just around the corner and I'm so excited, even though we are still in lockdown and we are hoping we can move freely around. I hate this restriction. I so hate this restriction, but then it is what it is. We need to keep each other safe and protected from this virus that is ravaging our society. And make sure you don't forget to go around with your face masks. I always do. I don't forget my face masks. And the hallmark of this weekend, hmm, my Nigerian people know what it is. Today, the winner of the Big Brother Nigeria lockdown season will be announced. Is it going to be Lekon Nengi Neo V or Darty? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but something happened, you know, in the course of the week um, ahead of today's uh, finale, Big Brother Nigeria finale, which was Neo washing these pants. Oh my goodness. Well, it's not something that is new. There's so many men and women who wash each other's underwears. But for Nigerians to actually make this a big issue, the fuss around this was what was actually disturbing to me. Yeah, it was disturbing. I think something should be made normal. It's disturbing because... These are things that actually do happen behind closed doors of so many couples. But the force around it was kind of disturbing. Like it was alien to a lot of people to see a man actually watch, wash a woman's underwear. But a lot of women wash men's underwear. So what is wrong if a man washes a, a woman's underwear? Was What was begging for answers in my head? I was trying to you know, wrap my head around it. Especially when I read comments, even from women, you know, was also very disturbing for me because, you see, it is women that actually create this... I've observed that a lot of women actually create this inequalities in our society based off of their perception about a lot of things. And it's actually a reflection of who they think they are. You know, a lot of women actually see themselves as second best. 
you know, um, they see themselves as second best and they believe that men should, men are first best and they are second best. And for some reason, so certain behaviors should be accorded to second best and not, you know, men, you know, and it's also a reflection also of the society Nigeria because the structures and the policies and the laws are in favor of men and not women. So I will understand if the woman from Nigeria sees herself as second best because by reason of the structures and of course the way the environment is institutionalized, it makes women see as though they are inferior, they're in the inferior gender and I can understand that. But then it is what it is. Men and women who decide they want to watch each other's unders should go ahead and do so. It's not a big deal. It's not a culture thing. It's a love thing. It's a love thing. Yeah. And that's my take on it. Because I know a lot of people, you know, are not certain as to what is right and what's wrong. There's no right or wrong in the situation. He's not killing anybody. Is he killing anybody? Or is he making him less of um, a man? Is he being emasculated? No. Because if a woman does that, we don't say she's been um, feminated. Or will I say... Um, yeah, we don't say that. We say that's normal. So... Does that mean or suggest that women are inferior and are the ones who are supposed to be washing unders? Now think about that. So please, let's get our thinking straight. For those of you who (laughs) actually still see women as the inferior sex or gender, please begin to think straight. Mm? Begin to slap your head if you need to do that and begin to think normally okay think normally okay because actually there's a reason why you actually think that is for people who actually think that is wrong there's a reason why you think oh it's wrong you think it's wrong because from the my observation you you actually think it's wrong for a woman to wa- uh, for a man to wash a woman's under because you actually think it's something that is inferior to do and that is why in this new age we are saying anything that we are called to women as inferior should be put away where so if you say for example that a man doing that or washing undies for his woman is inferior, then a woman should not do that for the man because nobody wants to be caught doing inferior things, right? It's as simple as that. So, but this is an act of love and it should be seen as an act of love. For so many people, acts of service is their love language. And until you can prove that to them through doing simple things like washing unders, then of course you don't love them. And let's be mindful of each other's love language. So if it is my love language for you to wash my unders, please do it, okay? And if it is to shower me with gifts, please do it. And if it is to use words of affirmation, please do it. Whatever it is your spouse or partner's love language, please go ahead and make them feel 
good. Enough, enough of that already. So many people may want to know who I'm rooting for. To be honest, I root for no one. I'm for everybody. <laughs> like President Mohamed Buhari would say, um, I'm for everybody. I'm not for anyone, but let the best person win. Okay. Um, also, surprisingly, <laughs> during the party this weekend, we saw Nengi rocking Likon or Likon rocking Nengi. So someone asked you to take care of his babe and you began to rock it. So that's been trending for for over 24 hours. But the truth of the matter is these are just young people having fun. I don't know why I, we read a lot of meaning to certain things. If you are in a party, in a club, peep, you will, wouldn't you? Rock if it is your thing to do. If it is your thing to have fun at a party, to, to dance. You know, you would dance that way just because, you know, someone had been in that space showing Nengi affection. I'm talking about also doesn't make their relationship valid. Okay. He's just attempting to solidify whatever it is that he feels for her. And it takes actually two persons to tango. But what I saw at the party at the Big Brother Ninja final party um this saturday was just a girl having fun uh that's it that's what i see so this is uh, we cannot hold lakon responsible for nengi's choice to have fun and we cannot hold nengi responsible for our decision to want to be free i see her as a free-spirited animal and she just wants to have fun let the girl have fun please Freya now, Nigerians. Oh gosh, I cannot wait for the Big Brother Nigeria show to be over. It's like nobody's thinking you're on hold just because of a show. And it's sad to see a lot of young people who has lost a lot of time just because of a show. Instead of focusing on their own dreams, focusing on their own um growth yes you're investing your time watching the growth of others which um needs redefining yeah a lot of you things happening in nigeria that is directly or indirectly impacting our young people needs a lot of redefinition and i just hope that young people can catch it and see what exactly is going on but anyway Enough said already. So on to the, today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about Maya Angelou. And why Maya? What? Why Maya? Why Maya? It's because the Aphorphemist podcast is dedicated to celebrating great women all around the world. Well, no topic is off limits, but... We do not forget to celebrate those that were before us, those who are with us, and those who will come after us. So keep it locked. When I do return, you'll meet my Angela. Have right back. 
Hey guys, my name is Naledi and I'm all the way from South Africa. Right now, you're tuned on to the best show in town with my girl Ethel Stay tuned, don't you touch that dial. with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just cause I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high. 
still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. <laughs> Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, wow. There I go. Thank you for staying tuned. You're welcome to the Informist. I hope you enjoyed that version of Despacito. It's actually a French version of it. And um, it was shared with me by some of my, one of my colleagues in my French school. You know, she put it out there on our WhatsApp group for us to enjoy since we are on our one week break right now. Anyways, um, I love the song Despacito and the French version for me is mwah. Having said that, for those of you who are just tuned into my podcast, probably someone says to you, come and listen, or you just tuned in, or you stumbled upon the podcast just by accident, um, and you're wondering what the podcast is for. Well, this is where we entertain and empower women through information and it is created to celebrate great women all over the world but at the same time there is no topic that is off limit on the podcast so today i will be talking to you about maya angelo many people know maya angelo as an american poet a civil rights activist she published seven autobiographies, three books of essays, several books of poetry, and is credited with a list of plays, movies, and television shows spanning over 50 years. She received dozens of awards and more than 50 honorary degrees. Maya was born April 4. 1928. She died May 28, 
2014, Winston Salem in North Carolina of the United States. Prior to her death, Maya Angelou was married twice and she, her last marriage ended in 1983. She is famous for um, the book, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. It's a poem actually um, and um, it's not just a poem, it's actually a memoir. She did, I know why the the cage bird sings, a memoir of a life while talking on what happened to her when she was a young girl. Um, she recalled an experience that happened to her at the age of eight in that memoir that affected our voice so she stopped speaking and she was silenced due to the fact that she thought she had killed a man so for almost five years she spoke only to her beloved brother Bailey uh, because the man who she thought she killed with her voice who was her mother's boyfriend his name was Mr. Freeman had raped her so she testified against him in his trial he was convicted and sentenced but released from jail four days later he was found dead murdered and probably you know by Maya Angelou's family members um the speculation that he was murdered by uh, Maya's uncles uh but his death affected Maya so much so that um, she thought because of a testimony against him, that was why he was killed. So Maya found herself in this cage. A voice was snatched away from her by this incident. So she stopped singing and considered herself a a caged bird, you know. Um, It was actually actually Angelo's um, way, metaphorical way of saying that she was this bird struggling to actually escape its cage and... She found herself here because of an incident that happened in her childhood that almost snatched her voice away and while in this confinement she experienced oppression and of course you know racism at the same time but she found her voice again and I'm glad she did find her voice again Because there are certain things that happen in a woman's life that have a way of impacting them, of making them lose their voice, of making them feel less than enough. So 
why is Maya Angelou important to black history? She's important to black history because our writings are widely used in schools and universities around the world. She's an icon of black culture and our work are, are viewed as a mainstay of African-American culture and is often cited for its role and the forward progress of equal rights. And um, having been friends with Malcolm X, she remained close with him up until 1965. That was during his assassination. And three years later, she was found helping um, Dr. King um, organize the Poor People's March when the civil rights leader decided to help the striking sanitation workers in Memphis. So she cannot be written off um she cannot be written off the black um history um and maya angelo has been celebrated all over the world most importantly because of our personal experience which she shared with the whole world and because of the hardship the trials and the hardship she had to face growing up and despite all of that she never gave up you know our story sinks deep and resonates in the story of the average um black woman in the in in, in the world um you know struggling through your experience struggling through a structure that limits you struggling you know through it all and you know coming out of that is very inspiring if if you if you ask me and maya having found the voice never hesitated to speak her mind you know she kept speaking her mind she kept saying it like it was and she said passionately defending the rights of women, young people, and the underdogs. She did that for over the years. And, you know, why she did all of this, she effortlessly traversed the worlds of literature and activism, and she became a confidant to the original civil rights leaders their successors, and the current generation. Throughout her life, Maya Angelou was a strong advocate for abolishing racial and gender discrimination. Angelou aspired to a better world. We are still here. We are still a work in progress. And through her wise and passionate words, Maya Angelou served as an inspiration to many. Despite her tragic experiences, Maya Angelou still shared our story to the world, with the world. Yeah, she shared it with the world. And I hope that um, she inspires you too, because she's one woman that inspires me as well. 
Um, I wouldn't say I'm an ardent reader of Maya Angelou's work, but I haven't read a few of some of her work. Um, she's such an inspiration to young girls, including myself. I have some favorite quotes of Maya's, uh, but just before I run you through some of them, and of course, something, yeah, something she left with Oprah Winfrey, because I actually did watch the show at the time, uh, while Oprah was admonishing the public of what legacy is, um, and what Maya Angelou had told her. For those of you who missed that um, interview, I'm going to share it with you um, in a bit. So I'm going to take a music break and I'm going the Ninja style this time. Okay, for those of you who don't know what Ninja is, Ninja is just another way of saying Nigeria. Nigerians actually coined a slogan, just a short form of um, identifying with Nigeria and they call it Ninja. So when I say Ninja, understand that I'm referring to Nigeria. But um, for those of you who pretty much do not know how often this podcast airs, every weekend you will be getting new episodes on the podcast so you want to stay tuned you want to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to this podcast my name is a forfan keep it locked here i'll be right back Tell me what you feel do. Yeah, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. 
kuru kuru ba kuru ba kuru oya gariya. Kuru ba kuru ba kuru ba kuru ba kuru oya gariya. Kuru 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 ba kuru ba kuru ba oya everybody carry something. Girl, me I swear I could love you now. Do 
do anything for you Cause I know you're feeling my flow So baby let's go, so baby let's go So would you love me now? Quick and tell me I swear I could love you now Quick and do anything for you Cause I know you're feeling my flow So baby let's go, so baby let's go Baby I like when you do this Punk man, dick my pan, feel this Baby your body won't be me I beg you make you take, I'm sorry If I spend it, my money for you Make it double your hustle, double your hustle. This is a music goddess, Mumu G, and you're tuned in with Afro Fam. Afro Fam, don't touch the dial. Love you guys. It's Aladdin, the dangerous. Ain't nobody but a dog. It's your boy. 
for my people where Sabi Shout out to the people where they hustle in the street Shout out to the person where they make my song a hit oh. Shout out to that no man where they hustle in the street
she not shit up If you agree, mama laton Party two, at the party one Party two, at the party one I go be to change your catwalk And change your life joint Every day not to enjoy Open and close like a laptop The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And an arts of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change 
to our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. The new. Stuck in the middle, and the pain is under. So I get over. Welcome to the Four Feminist. Allow me taking you into the world of feminism. What it feels like being a woman in a man's world. Yeah, you heard me right. Is it a man's world? Well, you'll find out. And I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey. Every weekend, I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of bright women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just cause I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops weakened by my soulful cries. Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just cause I laugh as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness, but just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. <laughs> Out of the huts of history's shame I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, wow. There I go. Thank you for staying tuned. It is the Afor Femis. I hope you enjoyed that one by Maya Angelou. 
still arise. Many of us have our past rooted in pain, but we rise or we have reason above it, just like Maya. And I personally have experienced things that broke me down, that kept me under, but I rose from it. As I journey with you, I will be sharing with you some of my own personal experiences, past rooted in pain as well. And not just me, even you might have experienced something that has snatched your voice away. You know, many experiences that we do go through, especially as women in a society that continuously reminds us that we should be kept under, that is enough to snatch our voice away. But you know what? Unlike many, we found our voices and we found our voices in those moments uh, of despair. Having said that, I promised you I was going to share share some of my favorite favorite quotes um, uh, from Maya. And um, I will share with you some of them in a bit. But before I do so, there was an advice Maya gave to Oprah Winfrey. And um, she says that's the best advice she's ever heard, especially when it comes to legacy. Because oftentimes, most people work, walk themselves off, walk two, four, seven, just because they want to have money, they want to be rich, or they want to attain a certain status in life. But they forget what the true legacy is. And um, I want you to recognize what true legacy is from the words, you know, of um, Maya Angelou to Oprah. Take a listen. I remember when I started the school and I said to my uh, beloved uh, friend, Maya Angelou, I said, Maya, I'm so, I'm so, just so proud that I was able to create the school. And I said, this is going to be my greatest legacy. And Maya said to me, you have no idea. <laughs> right, right. You have no idea what your legacy will be, she said to me, because your legacy is every life you've touched. And that shifted the way I saw legacy or what you leave behind or what you do. Because Maya ex- was explaining to me that, you know, over all the years of watching your show, everybody who decided that they were going to go back to school or lose weight or no longer hit their children or get out of a bad marriage, all of those people who have seen and experienced your voice. And the same thing with everybody here. You have no idea what your legacy <laughs> will be. Your legacy is every life that you've touched. And we like to think of it. I know you have done amazing things with your philanthropy. We like to think that these great philanthropic moments are the ones that leave the impact or will make the huge difference in the world. But it's really what you do every day. It's how you use your life to be a light to somebody else's, you know? And it's how you use your work as an expression of your own art, whatever that is. All right, so you heard it right from the hearse's mouth. So Maya's advice to Oprah 
about a legacy was that a legacy is every light she's touched through our work. And that's what the real legacy is. However, um, there are so many things that we do remember Maya Angelou for, you know, beyond the work, you know, that she, she, she did, and which was our personality. She had a very magnetic personality and that's real beauty if you ask me unlike today that we are called beauty to the outward appearance but for me i think a woman with a brain is an absolute leather combination so some of my favorite quotes for maya i'm just going to share them with you one of them is have learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Do you agree? But that's absolutely correct. Because I don't think I really remember everything someone said to me. Or someone, you know, did. Regardless of what I heard about them but if I will describe an individual is how they made me feel how they made me feel did they make me feel comfortable did they make me feel loved did they make me feel special did they make me feel you know beautiful how did they make me feel matters a lot so it's a question that you should keep asking yourself how do I make people feel when I go into a place, how do I make them feel? When I enter an organization, how do I make them feel? What message am I sending across by my presence? And these are the questions that we keep. We need to keep asking ourselves in our daily interactions with others. Another quote by Maya that I really, really, really appreciate, I love, is... There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you, which is absolutely correct. There is this pain that comes with not being able to share your agony. There is something that really hurts us so much. And when we are oppressed or when we are silenced from saying those things, we feel debt we feel we are dying every single day and until we have the opportunity to tell that story especially those ones we're not really proud of and i mean the ugly stories you know yeah until we have the opportunity to share them we die every day from not sharing them and that's why i am very in awe of maya and she has actually influenced me a lot um I'm inspired, greatly inspired by her. And that's why I am not actually afraid to share my story when I have to for people who want to hear, hear, hear it, especially the ugly ones. Well, it's not everyone who deserves to hear your story. I must point that out because oftentimes most people think that they have to share their story to everyone. No, it's not everyone who deserves to hear it. But then at every point in time, we need to recognize those who need to hear those stories and in order for them to be inspired by our own pain 
can struggles you know especially our past has been rooted in pain but then of course we came out victorious from them so it's important to know when to actually share your story okay having said that i'll just take one or two more myers quotes that i really 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 love Okay, I love this one because um, it's been made popular even by Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor and some style. Okay, so we want to actually thrive in this world. And for us to thrive, it should come with some passion. I don't know thriving without being passionate or thriving without having compassion or having a good sense of humor and put some style into it. If this is not the way you thrive, you may be just surviving. And I do recognize that there are people in our world today who are surviving. And that is why humanitarians across the globe try as much as possible to reach out to them. And um, it's a beautiful quote. Wouldn't you agree? So the last but not the least, I love this one very much. It says, when you learn, teach. When you get, give. Isn't that amazing and profound? So we learn every day. I personally try as much as possible to learn something every single day. I believe that um, once you stop learning, that is the beginning of your debt. So I stop. I do not stop learning. So, but now Maya in the school is saying, when you learn, teach. Okay. So you learn something. So why do you learn it? It's because you want to have knowledge, right? Yes. So beyond having knowledge, which is just okay for my getting, you want to what? Transfer the knowledge. And how do you transfer such a knowledge? Is through teaching and teaching others profoundly well. So I really love this. And it also says when you get give. So why do we get? Why are we getting the things that we acquire? Is it for our own personal use? Of course, we get it because we want to use them, but then more profoundly is because we want to give. So that's why we get the things that we get. And um, so this is a wrap for me. I don't know if um, you've been inspired by learning about Maya Angelou this weekend, but I can assure you that there will be many more of this in the few weeks to come. And um, just like I have always said, the podcast is dedicated to celebrating great women all over the world. So... Let me know what you think about Maya Angelou. You can send me a message. But just before I go, I'm going to leave you with this quote of mine. Dear woman. Dear woman. Strength is not constantly being under a man's torture while giving fake smiles. Strength is knowing that you deserve better. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. My name is Afofen. Bye for now. Shine bright.
like a diamond Shine bright like a diamond Allow to be taking you into the world of feminism. 
what it feels like being a woman in a man's world. Yeah, you heard me right. Is it a man's world? Well, you'll find out. And I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell her when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of bright women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem. Samona ba novia bo vena ikele fe zilili. Kwele 
Oh, ah. Uh. 